0: Jackson had a 3.8
1: UBR. Wow, that was pretty good. Forty what? Forty. He so, likes those overs. Well, I, I just I just picked two unders.
0: What? Oregon? <laughs> um, um, because I thought it would be fun, right? We want to see the turnover <laughs> chainsaw. We I wanna mean, see why not? The, the the bling and the lights of the Rose Bowl at eight o'clock.
1: Pack twelve after die. Good teams win. Great teams cover. I've always said. <laughs> well. With,
0: with, with ten games over, Miss, Mr. Safe over there. Oh, safe. That's a bold Unwind move, Cotton. Like uh, twelve weeks, we'll be unemployed. I just want to say that's right. In, also, 12, in twelve weeks, we'll be uh, we'll be sitting next to the burn bar, true. burn barrel out uh, under the bridge.
1: Run the RPO, Chad. It's not
0: hard. The Rutgers is good. They lost yeah. their coach. Okay, they're, they're they're doing so good. Their coach just <laughs> got fired. <laughs> My notes yeah, on this game did. it says Iowa and Michigan. Are both awful, (laughs) and their offense is very, very bad.
1: We need to come up with like an algorithm. uh, There's nothing to talk about. Okay. (laughs) Oh boy. One six. I think he shanked the extra point. is off his rocker. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Kick Six Podcast. It's Nathan, Caleb, and Jake.
0: That's right. This is the Kick Six Podcast. I'm Nathan. With me as always, Caleb and Jake. Say what's up, boys. What's up, boys? All right, we just got uh, Caleb and I tonight. Jake couldn't make it. He had a busy uh, weekend of family festivities. But uh, Caleb and I will be breaking down a little bit of our week number six picks and week number six uh, reaction here to those picks, I guess I would should say. Uh, before the show, Caleb and I were talking about the new AP Top 25. Georgia moves up to number one at 6-0. and They moved up one spot. Ohio State goes from third to second, and Alabama drops two places with a Narrow victory over Texas A&M, and they drop to three. Clemson up to four. Michigan number five. Tennessee is now in the top six. Josh Heupel has the volunteers rolling, which we'll talk about in a moment. USC at seven. Oklahoma State at eight. The Old Miss Rebels undefeated six and oh. Um, they, they're number nine. And then Penn State also rounding out the top 20, or excuse me, the top ten. UCLA, the biggest mover on the week, up seven spots and uh, also up 7 spots Mississippi State moves up to number 16. So uh there we go. That's uh kind of a little top 25 action uh kind of to talk about as we uh jump into this show, but uh what we'll do Caleb, let's go ahead. We'll look at the picks of this week uh, that we picked and then we will look at uh some other games from around uh around the world of college football and then we'll get out of here on a Sunday night. Sounds good.
1: All right, start off, talk about that Tennessee team, minus three at LSU. Uh, We all picked Tennessee, and we all got that one right. This was an absolute blowout. Uh, LSU sucks. Uh, Go Brian Jelly. Uh, Hendon Hooker looks good. Um, Like you were saying before, uh, Heupel's got this team rolling. And uh, I like the Volunteers. I like them. uh, I thought all the preseason hype was just what just that it was hype but this team has proven it that they're they're a good football team yeah
0: we talked about a couple of weeks ago would you take an elite offense an okay defense or an elite defense and okay offense and uh, josh heupel is showing that you can run through one of the toughest conferences uh in the nation um and have no problem no problem slowing down teams now lsu's uh definitely flawed they should never been ranked um I don't know how Mississippi State lost to them. Uh, like I said on that game, it's one of those games where Mike Leach teams usually have one kind of mishap a year. But this game was complete and total dominance. Hendon uh, Hooker uh, is working himself; he, he's got to be up there in the Heisman voting. I got to look at what his his overall um, uh, ranking is or what his odds for him to win the Heisman. Seventeen to twenty seven, two hundred thirty nine yards, two touchdowns, still no picks. Uh, the Vols managed. 263 yards rushing, 239 yards passing. um, Just an all-around dominant performance, over 600 yards of total offense. Um, Jalen Daniels on the other side, uh, 32 of 45, 300 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, That offense really could never sustain drives uh, in this game. And then a fun fact, uh, Brian Kelly has been a head coach for 32 seasons, and this is his worst ever loss at home in 32 seasons as a head coach. So, oh, pretty rough. Yeah, peripheral jelly. It only took about three home games to, to get him to that point. So, uh, things are looking good on the Bayou. Uh, another thing that's a big message board talk is uh, if you go back and watch this game, LSU special teams really struggled, and uh, they were super. excited. Yeah, they muffed the first put kick. Yeah, they were super excited to get uh, Brian Polian, the special teams coach from Notre Dame, which those that actually know Notre Dame, the special teams, has not been anything impressive over the last uh, several years that Brian polian has been there. So um, the hits will keep on coming for LSU, and uh, Tennessee, I think, will continue to roll. They are looking down the barrel of the third Saturday in October matchup against Alabama. Coming up this week, and the question is going to be: Will Bryce Young play, and what will happen? Because we we're going to talk about in a second how vulnerable Bama has. Learned. Yes. So, all yep. right. So uh, you you got, went ahead and gave the uh, the picks on that one, Caleb.
1: Yeah, we all picked Tennessee minus three, and it was uh, like what thirty to seventeen or something. 30. Yeah,
0: 40 to thirteen. It was a blow. Forty to thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 20, uh, the Twenty-seven next game point was... home loss for.
1: Yeah. I guess. Uh, the next game was TCU minus six and a half at Kansas. The over-under was 68 and a half. Uh, Nate, you picked the under 16 and a half, and it went over the total. Me and Jake both picked TCU minus six and a half, and they barely pulled it off there in the last... I didn't get to watch any of this game. I saw some highlights, but uh, I, from what I saw, it was back and forth for a while, and then TCU scored late, and Kansas had a chance to tie it, and they just... I think they went turnover on downs or something like that, and... Uh, TCU ended up winning by seven.
0: Yeah, so uh, Jalen Daniels got hurt um, in the first half, later in the first half, and really uh, Bean came in and looked pretty good. He was 16-24, 262 yards, four touchdowns, uh, only threw one pick. He looked really good. Neal had 15 carries, 88 yards for the Horns, but the difference was Max Duggan, 23-33, uh, 308 yards, three touchdowns. He did throw a pick, uh, but Quentin Johnson, um, from TCU straight up went crazy. 14 receptions, 206 yards, an average of 14.7. He had a t- one touchdown, an average of 53 yards, and that one touchdown was the game-winning touchdown. Uh, looking at this score, this is the exact epitome of what my season has looked like. This game went over by half a point with people <clears throat> jacking around at the very end. Uh, this this, <laughs> this game was dumb. It was stupid. The old jack around. Yeah, it was. It was dumb. It was stupid, and it went over by half a point, causing me to lose, and you guys won by half a point. So, I got the loss. You guys got the win. So indicative of what's happened this season. Uh, TCU, yes, man, the frogs may be for real. Um, yeah, they, they, they look are. Good. They are rocking and rolling. As we said, they've moved up in the polls. Uh, they're almost into the top ten, I think, or maybe. Into the top ten, and um, Lance, uh, Lance Leopold and Kansas will bounce back. They're actually a really good football team. Um, yeah. This was this was probably the best game of the week, in my opinion, far as to watch, other than that A&M game. Um, but A&M game, the difference between this one, this was actually a pretty well-played game. There was some craziness, but uh, this was a well-played game, and this was just really, really fun to watch. Um, yeah. I'm a huge Big 12 fan this year. It's It's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. All right, where where we going? Well, it, it it up. was fun
1: until we got to this game. Uh, Texas minus seven. Uh, it was actually in Dallas. Uh, OU um, sixty-five and a half was the over/under. Nate and Jake both took the under. I took Texas minus seven, and it was not even close. Yes. <laughs> this was <laughs> one of the worst showings of Oklahoma football in what was been thirteen years. Uh, they were saying something like. The first time OU's been shut out without a touchdown or any points at all in 13 seasons. Um, this is the first time they've been... Touchdown sh- or field goal, yeah. Yeah,
0: this is the first time they've been not, shut shut in 13, out in 13 seasons. And the first time Texas has shut them out since 1965. Yeah. So there's probably so, not a whole lot of people listening to this podcast that, it, that remember uh, Texas shutting no. down Oklahoma. This is the largest deficit in the rivalry's history. And And, yeah. uh, oh my goodness. Uh, Quinn, um, Quinn Ewers, I'm telling you, man. I watched. Yeah, the- he's 21 for
1: 31, 289 yards, four TDs. He did throw a pick. Uh, Bj Bijan Robinson did had a good day. 22 carries, 130 yards, two TDs.
0: No, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm not even gonna
1: read out uh, Oklahoma's stat line because there's nothing
0: to talk uh, about. Quinn Ewers in Stark's offense is he's gonna be a problem. Um, yeah, uh, I think the uh, the odds for them to win the 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 even with the loss to Texas Tech uh, without their quarterback the odds to, for them to go ahead and win out through the Big 12 are increasing uh, the Texas the TCU game is going to be interesting the Oklahoma State game is interesting they got to go to um, Stillwater uh, so that's going to be interesting but this Texas team with Quinn Ewers uh, he only played a half against Alabama and Alabama wasn't at their best and we're going to talk about them in a minute but I think Texas is pretty good
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch any of this, but from what I'm hearing, it was uh pretty ugly. It Texas was, looked good.
0: It was uh it was burnt orange and white up and down the field most of the game. Uh, Oklahoma's yeah. got some things to work out, man. Uh, I really wanted Brent Venables to uh to get things going first. Oklahoma quarterback to lose or Oklahoma coach to lose their first three conference games, uh in Oklahoma's long story history. Um, this was just it was just a pure. Pure beatdown. Bijan Robinson, twenty-two carries, one hundred and thirty yards, two touchdowns. Like you said, you talked about Quinn Ewers, nearly yeah. three hundred yards passing, four touchdowns. They pretty much just did what they wanted to do.
1: Yeah, it was. uh I'm looking at the scoring summary, and all I see are Longhorn symbols on this uh, ESPN app. It's uh, there is nothing to talk about for uh, Oklahoma. It was. It's rough. They got issues, and I I think a little bit of it is. Uh, the previous administration there in Norman kind of didn't really, uh, coach. They just relied on talent and play calling. They didn't teach discipline or, uh, fundamentals of football. And I, I think this, I think Brennables is trying to come in there and be physical and he just doesn't have the tools to do it. And I, I hope he turns it around. Uh, I hope he doesn't get ran out of town too soon because I'd like to, I'd like to see what he can do there. And, uh. Yeah, with the
0: Sooners. Yeah, it's gonna take a while to to kind of change change that thing around, change that culture, and get those guys yeah. in there. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I I we know lots of OU fans and OU fans listen to this podcast. It's it's definitely tough tough days. Um, but uh, here's here's the deal, man. Every every rain must come to an end, and the Big Twelve is this is not the year to have a down year in the Big Twelve. You will get that's right. You will get worked. All right, where'd we go next, Jake or Caleb? Okay, um Utah minus three and a half at UCLA. 64 and a
1: half was the over under uh Nate you took the under 64 and a half and that went over uh me and Jake both picked Utah minus three and a half and it was ugly uh, uh we both got that wrong and they Utah ended up losing um I don't know I didn't watch any of this game like I said I didn't watch much this weekend but uh, uh DTR went 18 to 23. 300 yards, four TDs, and interception. That looks like uh, uh, Quinn Ewers all over again. Zach Charbonnet, 22 carries, 198 yards in a TD. He looked good. Cam um, Rising, he only had 287 yards and an in interception. He didn't throw for a touchdown. I don't know. I didn't watch much of this game. It just looked like Utah just didn't show up to play. I, I think uh, someone was saying that this game actually wasn't as close as the scoreboard says. Um it looks like Utah scored 14 points in the fourth quarter when it was kind of already over. But
0: Yeah, well, I mean, um, UCLA scored 14 as well. So uh, going back to the bad beat that I had in the Kansas under, uh, this game scored 13 points in the first the first half. And I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm, I'm, I'm putting that thing at green in the dock. And yeah. in the third quarter happens and there's 42 points scored. In the fourth quarter, or in the third quarter, and that's what really. I mean, and it only went over yeah. half. It only went over half a point. If someone told me yeah. they were going to score forty-two points in one quarter, and I was going to, I was going to only go over by half a point, I'd say, "All right, whatever. Not going to happen." Especially with thirteen points in the first uh, first half. But this was another one. It was looking like it was going to be an under, and then both teams put up 14 points in the fourth quarter, really kind of just jacking around, like you said. Um, It never really felt like UCLA was going to lose this game. Um, And I was high on UCLA. I almost picked them uh, over Utah. Uh, I wanted a little bit uh, bigger, you know, point gap, because I thought if Utah won, I thought UCLA would still kind of keep it close. But I wanted more than three points. Because um, I've been high on them since I saw that game against Washington just because of what they did on offensive and defensive line. Um, but, yeah, this this game was not uh, – this name was not as close. So UCLA is pretty solid, and I'm excited to see what, yeah. what Chip Kelly can do. Uh, DTR looks really good, obviously. Um, Charbonnet continues to look, look really good. Um, and then, again, the emphasis on the O-line, and then they've got Bobo, the receiver, who um, – Man, he just he just continues uh, to 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 get big catches on third down. He didn't leave the team as uh, far as receiving yards, but he had a touchdown, and uh, he's he's just a good overall player, you know. And Char- Charbonnet, twenty two carries, one hundred ninety eight yards, like that'll get it done. TTR four touchdowns, uh, that will get it done. And uh, yeah, I'm pumped. I, I like it when UCLA is uh, is good out there on the West Coast. It's gonna be fun to see how they match up against USC.
1: Yep. Alrighty, our next game was BYU plus 3.5 versus Notre Dame in the uh, in Vegas, the Shamrock Series. The over-under was 51.5. Uh, Nate and Jake both took Notre Dame minus 3.5, and, and that was a win. Uh, and I took the over 51.5, and a half, so it was a loss. It was close. I needed one more score there, at least a field goal by somebody to put me over. And they ended up running the clock out and getting the first down. And uh, it hurt a little bit. That I, I was... I was I was hoping for that when it was close, but uh yeah, Notre Dame looked good. Uh Drew Pine, 22, 28, twenty eight, two sixty two, three touchdowns. He did throw a pick. Uh Audrey he's a freaking man child. Fourteen carries, forty seven yards. And Michael Mayer, probably the the best overall tight end in the country. Eleven receptions, hundred and eighteen yards and two touchdowns. Yeah,
0: SMA had had ninety seven yards. I know Diggs had kept several big runs and uh Chris Tyree also yeah. added some. Uh, this game was interesting because Notre Dame was kind of force-feeding Michael Mayer in the first half, and, and it really was because BYU was leaving him single-covered, and they took advantage of that. He got both of his touchdowns in the first half. Um, I took a screenshot because this game w- really seemed like BYU was, was done. Uh, I took this screenshot, and I knew it was going to come back to bite me because— Anytime I start looking at stats like that of like dominance, it's going to turn the other way. But with eight minutes and five seconds left in the third quarter, okay, Notre Dame um, had just scored a touchdown. Uh, you know they they got the ball at third half kick and they drove down scored. scored. Uh, they were looking at with eight minutes left in the third quarter. The total yards was three hundred thirty four for Notre Dame, sixty seven. For BYU, three hundred thirty-four oh, wow. to sixty-seven. BYU only had four first downs in the first thirty-something minutes. The time of possession was twenty-eight minutes, twenty-seven seconds for Notre Dame, eight minutes for BYU. Um, BYU being a, a veteran team, having a good quarterback, having that good running back Brooks. Uh, he's he's a beast. He's kind of like the, the Audric Estime of Utah yeah. uh, or of you know of the West Coast. Uh, another big you know two hundred thirty-pound guy. Um, he kind of brought them back. Darren Hall hit a big play on a safety blitz, which is really dumb because that's the third touchdown that teams have scored against the safety blitz this year. So either they have really, really bad timing on the safety blitz or they cannot pull it off. So Notre Dame is probably not going to do that again uh, the yeah. rest of the year. But uh, what I liked is this was a, a really, really good win against a ranked team that's had you know solid success over the last few years. Their veteran team um, and Notre Dame, you know, it came down to a, a fourth and a fourth and two, and Notre Dame's defense had to get a stop to uh, to, to seal the game, and they did. Uh, things to clean up, and I could talk about this game for forty five minutes, but uh, Notre Dame got the win, and uh, they get to head back to South Bend with a couple games against Stanford and UNLV coming up, to where they can kind of get ramped up for Clemson coming up on November fifth, uh, I believe it is. So that's gonna be yep. that's gonna be awesome uh how um um how um how do you like those uniforms
1: They're pretty sweet Um I like the all white and gold that's pretty cool
0: Yeah yeah I I think those uniforms and Marcus Freeman at the end of the game um I guess he said that uh his players and his kids had to tell him what drip was which uh <clears throat> I, I'm assuming it's like cool clothes right yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that either, Marcus. So I know you're listening to this show. Um, don't feel too bad. But he said, uh, "Hey, if we keep if we keep winning, uh, we'll let them have whatever drip they want." So maybe maybe yeah. maybe we'll see those again. But I really like the logo at midfield. The, the end zones were cool. Uh, that was one of the better Shamrock uh, Shamrock uniforms and uh, and things that I saw. So that was that, that was pretty fun to see that game. Yep. Yeah, it'd have been it'd been cool to be there. So, all right, cool. Well, uh, let's do kick six pick of the weeks, and then we'll kind of I'll kind of go down the list, and we'll see what other games we we'll want to touch on. All righty, Nate, you had the
1: oh, Oregon State Beeves minus seven against I don't even know what game that was. Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, Arkansas. Or Jake had the uh, Arkansas and Mississippi State over fifty nine, and that was a a loss as well. I had the Tulane minus three. Go Green Wave! At home, taking care of business against East Carolina. Total was twenty-four to nine. Not even close. Um, yeah, you guys gotta do a little better in these kick sixes. Uh, I'm tired of beating everybody. Yeah. I have one kick six loss on the season,
0: and one push. and one push. Zero wins. Yep. So yeah, so it looks like uh, I didn't catch the Oregon State game as a very last game, ten thirty kickoff, and uh, I just. I really thought Oregon State was going to put it to them. They're coming off two straight losses, and I thought they were gonna, they're going to they're going to take take it to Stanford. Playing at Stanford is not good. Stanford is one in four. We talked about how hard their schedule is this year. They're zero and four in conference. Uh, it took a fifty six yard touchdown pass um, by uh, Gold Branson, uh, <laughs> which is not the the typical starting quarterback. I don't know if he's hurt or what's going on for Oregon State. I wish I had known that um, that he was not going to be in there. Um, but uh, I mean that quarterback didn't play bad. Twenty to twenty nine, two fifty two touchdowns. Um, but it did take a fifty six yard touchdown at the very end, like with like thirteen seconds left for Oregon State to take the take the win in this game. Uh, again, I only saw highlights of this game, but Oregon State got the win. But that killed me. I have I am zero six and one on kick six pick of the weeks this year, and that is more than the difference of how far I'm down. So, yep. All right. Uh. Uh Caleb, you got the two lane win, right? Yep, 24 to 9 at yeah. home Jake,
1: against East Carolina. It's I've easy, already I've already easy, been easy.
0: Yeah, I've already been texting a few listeners about the Arkansas game. Jake's going to give us a full recap on Thursday, which by then you'll probably be ready to move on. Um but um uh, that will be that will be coming up down the pipe on Thursday. He's got lots of thoughts, I'm sure. Um but uh, that yeah. that game would have would have went over, I think, if KJ plays. So that kind of hurt Jake. Oh yeah, easy. Um, but uh, the fifty-seven was a little bit, a little bit low, cause he had he had the under, right? Uh, yes. Oh, he had the no, he had the over fifty-nine, and it, it hit yeah, over. Yeah, that was a yeah. ba- that was a really bad beat for Jake right there. Uh, yeah, that hurts. But all right, so so going down the list. Right. Um, I guess we'll give the recap of the points. Caleb has twenty-seven and a half on the year. Jake has twenty-five, and I have twenty-point-five, bringing up the rear. Caleb got five on the week. Jake got four. Nate got three. We discussed the half-point swing there in the Kansas game um, that you guys got lucky, which yes, that's uh, that's that's unfortunate. So, but look, let's look at some other games. Um, Nebraska got a win. <laughs> 14-13, baby, over Rutgers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Houston snuck out a win over Memphis, which was really um, surprising. I thought Houston had quit. Um, looking at the Saturday slate, uh, Michigan kind of stumbled around a little bit, 31-10 uh, to 10 at IU. Um, they stumbled and played around with Indiana, but eventually kind of peeled away from that one. We talked about Arkansas, 40-17 to 17 against Mississippi State. Arkansas really, really needed a KJ um he is he is a heart and soul of that team especially on offense uh so they really missed him and then they got to get some they got to get some either some depth or some guys healthy in that secondary or it's going to be um a slow trickle uh coming down the stretch because there's some winnable games but they need their secondary to be uh to be healthy um georgia took care of auburn do we know if harson has been fired yet
1: uh, I don't think so. Okay,
0: uh, I feel, I feel like I feel like Georgia is probably like a that's like a respectable loss, um, but um, Stetson Bennett, all I remember in this game, I was didn't have a whole lot of lies on this. He didn't look great, uh, but it's not too hard to outduel Robbie Ashford, especially when you got a defense like Georgia. Uh, Oklahoma State they stumbled around with uh, Texas Tech. They were only up three, um, kind of really really late in that game. Their defense got to stop. And then they did what they yep. had to do, go down and score. Um, Spencer Sanders, uh, and then that Oklahoma defensive front is really good. Um, their secondary starting to play a little bit better. Texas Tech, granted, did have their third-string quarterback in there, um, but um, you know they took care of business. They keep they keep winning and uh, yep. keep keep doing what they need to do. Spencer Sanders, not crazy good numbers: two ninety-seven, one touchdown. He added seventeen carries and fifty-six yards on the ground. Um, you got to worry about his health uh, because I don't know what they have behind him, and he is a big part of that offense. He's kind of like the K, the small mini KJ uh, when, yes. when it comes to how valuable he is for that offense. So uh, hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, Michigan State's bad.
1: Yeah, very bad. Uh,
0: and Ohio State continues to roll. I, I think they are either the Big Ten's not good or they are just, I mean, they have just destroyed teams.
1: I don't know the T- Big Ten's that good.
0: I mean, this was thirteen. This was forty nine thirteen going into the fourth quarter, and, and and Ohio State just continues to call off the dogs. Uh, I think yeah. Penn State's really good. Uh, I'm I'm not sold on Michigan because they kind of played around a little bit, and I think Ohio State is great. Um, yeah, I definitely, I think they're one of the two best teams in the country just because of what C.J. Stroud and those receivers can do, and their defense is much improved. Um but uh, Old Miss kind of played around with Vandy. They were down thirteen to nothing, uh, but eventually got it going for a fifty-eight to twenty-eight win. Um, what's crazy about Old Miss is they've got their back half of their schedule is loaded. Um, they they've got some. They haven't played anybody tough yet, um, except for um, I think they had one one. What was it, Tennessee or Kentucky last week? Um, but they got their two games out of the East already done. Kentucky and Vanderbilt, so that was a good draw. Uh, but once they start getting into that SEC West play, that's going to be tough. Um, Washington and the Big Phoenix Energy, I think they're a fraud. Yeah, uh, they just dropped uh, two in a row after that massacre of Mississippi, uh, Michigan State. They just lost to Arizona State, who fired their coach. Yeah, they are doing so good. Their coach just got fired. Yeah. All right, uh, Georgia Tech. Since firing their coach, they get two wins in a row, 23-20 to over Duke. They beat Pitt last week. Uh, they're on a winning streak right here. They're 3-3 three and three overall, 2-1 and one in conference. Uh, watch Georgia Tech make the uh, make the uh, ACC championship game. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Because <laughs> uh, I think they're on the side with the next two teams. We're going to talk about UNC-Miami. This game came down to the wire, uh, 27-24. Kind of uncharacteristic scoring by UNC two weeks in a row. Uh, that just shows how bad Miami's offense is if they're only able to score 24 points against North Carolina's defense, which is complete and utter trash. Yeah. Um, Van Dyke kind of got out in this game. Um, he had, well, I guess you can't really say that. He had 42 attempts for 57 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, 496 yards passing. Oh, wow. Um, And then Drake May was 19-28, 309 yards, passing two touchdowns, but he did throw two picks. So that's kind of what kept North Carolina in this game was those turnovers. So, yeah, I guess actually Tyler Van Deg did outplay Drake May in this game. But uh, North Carolina was able to get a win, and they will probably win their division and it looks like playing Clemson on the other side, which will be bad. Yeah, uh, there was a
1: score of one game I wanted to mention. Okay. Uh, Tulsa, 21, Navy. Would you believe me if this number started with a 5?
0: If it wasn't five. 5 53. 53. Incredible. What happened? I don't that, know. I think the over-under this was... This world was is upside 30. down. It is. It is. This world is upside down. Uh, speaking of that, we had one of the greatest games in college football history, and I'm going to go back and watch it. Uh, but oh, I was sending, to... I, I was sending you guys tweets about this Illinois Iowa yes Iowa nine to six <laughs> that was another one I was gonna hit uh, <laughs> to... on dude Iowa can't even hit twenty in their games their defense is so God good bless, their offense dude. is so bad so I'm gonna read uh, I'm gonna read some of these tweets because they're just incredible uh, the one about... where is this
1: game uh, let's see. oh there no that's Iowa State oh there it is. Uh, Six to nine. Golly.
0: Uh, the bet. I gotta read this. So Tom Fernelli, he's a big <laughs> Illinois fan, and uh, he's on another podcast. But uh, Iowa's best play is the punt. You have to take away. That from the Hawkeyes. Force their offense to stay on the field until they turn it over. And then uh, there was someone uh, tweeted a response that says, you, l- you can't let Iowa establish a punt. Everything they do is built off of that. <laughs> and then uh, another guy said, look, I'm tired of the stereotype too, but Iowa just turned a muff punt recovery at the Illinois 35 <laughs> into an Iowa punt from the Illinois 41. But apparently, like, Illinois just kept turning it over and – I would just would just lose yardage and then punt inside <laughs> Illinois territory. He was right off somewhere. It was
1: like negative four, negative seven. It was. Oh my gosh. It was.
0: Oh <laughs> Spencer Petras lateral negative seven yards. Oh, the, 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 that's this, crazy. This game, I gotta, I gotta look at the total offense on this game. I, I'm not joking. I may need to seek therapy, but I'm going back and watching this game because that's of, crazy. The hilarity of it. Okay. Illinois had 316 total yards. Iowa had 220 total yards. Iowa was 5 of 17 on third down. Illinois was 4 of 16. The difference in this game, Illinois was 3 and 3. And Illinois might win the Big, the big Ten West. They are 5 and 1. They're ranked now. They beat Iowa. They beat Wisconsin. Uh, they're looking at a big matchup against Minnesota. Uh Nebraska's working their way back in uh, with a couple couple victories. Iowa had 52 yards rushing, and then Spencer Petras had a career high 170 yards. Pass. Dang, I don't know if that was a, his career high. He was 18 to 36. What are they doing throwing it 36 times? That's why they you know only scored six points. Yeah, 18 to 36, 170 yards, 300 or 36.2 QBR. Uh, Tommy DeVito got hurt in this game, and that was probably a big part of it. But Art Sikowski, uh, who was formerly of Rutgers, he had a 28.3 QBR in this game. Um, Brown continues to be awesome, Chase Brown. Um, he had 31 attempts, 146 yards. He's basically the entire entire team. But there was not a touchdown in this whole game. Yeah, that's that, crazy. That that's insane. First quarter, Illinois field goal, Iowa field goal. Second quarter, Illinois field goal, Iowa field goal. Nothing in the fourth, th- third goal, fourth in quarter. Fourth l- quarter, literally nothing. Yeah, baby. Nine plays. <laughs> Look at this drive. Twenty-six yards.
1: Four <laughs> no. minutes and thirty seconds. Are you serious?
0: Illinois goes down with the with the, the, the game the game clinching. Nine play, twenty-six yard drive, eating up four minutes and thirty seconds for a field goal to win the game. Oh, my god! dude. Iowa, Illinois. <laughs> Big Ten football at its best. So <laughs> trash. So terrible. You could take an all-star team from the Big Ten West and not beat Ohio State. <laughs> they wouldn't score over 20. You, You might be able to take an all-star team from the Big Ten West plus every team not named Ohio State. Michigan and, s- and Penn State. Not win. and not win. Yeah. Oh, easy. Oh my gosh. Definitely well, you definitely your offense wouldn't be able to keep up. No. You might be able to slow them down on defense, but the offense would you're not gonna you're not scoring. No. Who who's the best quarterback? That's not on those three teams.
1: Ah, uh, dude, I don't think any of them.
0: We're gonna have to play uh, <laughs> uh Oh, uh, Bench- Nebraska's quarterback. Oh, um, um, uh, who is Matt Brass's quarterback now? Oh, uh, the tr- Thompson, Texas Casey, transfer, Casey Thompson. Yeah, Casey Thompson. Yeah, man. he might be the best. Yeah, we're gonna have to pay the the Spencer Rattler, Spencer Petrus, and Spencer Sanders. Start one, binge one, transfer portal one. <laughs> pull their pull their scholarship. I think the Spencer a, Petrus think, is getting a scholarship. Uh, it's a close tie between Rattler and Petrus. I do. I,
1: I think it's the Hawkeyes coach is getting this. yeah uh, dude. Scholarship pulled. That right. dude is bad.
0: So North Carolina State took care of Florida State, nineteen to seventeen. Florida State covers the spread. That was a really pretty close game. I watched like a little bit. It was like a third screen for me. Uh, let's talk about this Alabama A&M game. This is a game that I, I was trying to watch, but it was on the same time as Notre Dame, um, and I just kept looking at it. And Texas A&M kept it close. I know Hudson uh, or um, what's his name played, not Hudson Card. Why am I saying that? He plays for the team. Haynes King played. Um. Did you see how this game ended? Uh, mm-hmm. No. All right. So, basically, it's first and goal from, like, the three-yard line, three seconds left. Uh, Alabama had got an interception on the play before, but they called pass interference. So, so A&M gets one last chance, three seconds left from the three-yard line. And Alabama calls timeout in order to get their defense set and ready. So, both coaches have, okay, this is this is our play. We gotta get three yards, here's what we're doing. And Texas AM threw a stop route to the far side corner, not corner, but the far side like front pylon of the end zone. Like a three yard stop route. And of course there's like nine Bama guys over there and just they just batted down and just came over. Yeah. And it's like that that is so indicative of exactly what Jimbo would draw up. Like just draw up something that anybody in the stadium could stop. You know, let alone, yeah. you know, five star athletes from Bama. So uh Bama needs they need Bryce Young. They need him bad. Um they yeah. they're a totally different team. They've looked very, very vulnerable. They had some moments of vulnerability against Arkansas. Uh they almost lost to Texas. This game was at home and I was expecting it to be a blowout and uh, Texas A and M kept it close. Um but uh this game is gonna be man, um, next week against Tennessee. That is going to be a huge game, huge. Yeah. Um. So I w- I cannot wait to see uh, how that plays out, and I cannot wait to see um, if Bryce Young is back. Um. So we'll need to follow that. Right now, Alabama is a seven and a half point favorite on the road against Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee all day long. I don't even with even with Bryce Young. I think Hendon Hooker can keep up. What did you say the spread was? Uh, Alabama minus seven and a half on the road to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee Knoxville is going to be nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just, Yeah, I'm gonna... I'd,
1: I'd, I'd almost take if uh, – if what's-his-name is back, I'm taking the over, the total. It's going to be a freaking throw-it-down-the-field kind of game, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if he's back, it's going to be good. But, yeah, it, it was a fun week. This next week, it, there's some there's some awesome games – uh, Illinois has to play Minnesota, but they get them at home. So that's going to be a huge game in the Big Ten West standings. Crazy, we're saying Illinois. Hopefully they get their quarterback back. Uh, I think Minnesota's coming off a bye, so that's going to be helpful for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're rolling. Miami Miami's only two and three. Cristobal's rolling. Uh, it's not looking good for him. But yep. uh, All right, man. Well, you got anything else to talk about before we get out of here? Uh
1: no, I don't think there's anything crazy. Uh Oregon took care of business against Arizona 49-22. That was about the only one. I don't see that you talked about that one, but Nope. Oh, uh Yukon gets a road win, 33 to 12 against FIU. Go uh Huskies. Uh
0: yeah. Uh, uh, Texas State
1: wins at home against App State 36 to 24. Oh, James Madison 6 and 0, 5 and 0. Texas State beat Looking App State. Looking good. Yep. No. James Madison, 5-0, 3-0 in conference. Yeah, first, Dukes.
0: Ti- first time uh, in the FBS is this season, and their first time being ranked is currently yep. right now. That team is really, really good. Uh, they're, they're, yep. ro- they're rocking App, and rolling. Yep,
1: App State fell to Texas State 24-36. Uh, right, uh,
0: no way. Texas State is horrible. Uh, yeah, uh, Utah
1: State beat Air Force 34-27. to 27. Nice. Kev's um, getting
0: in the deep. He's getting the deep cuts.
1: Oh, I I like to go sicko here. Hey, my sicko paid off this week, baby.
0: Colorado State got a win against Nevada, so Colorado State wins is not the worst team in the game. UConn country. wins and Texas Tech wins. Who had the parlay there? Uh, Texas State if parlay. You, if you did the Texas State, Colorado State, and UConn parlay, you are now a millionaire, sir. Oh, dude, you could
1: hit the Utah State parlay, three the three way parlay, the four way parlay, and be.
0: Bezos Be be Bezos right. well hey Thanks for listening to our week number 6 Review Make sure you do all those things that Caleb tells you to do On the the Spotify, Apple uh, Facebook, Twitter Do all those things Uh, We'll be back on uh, Wednesday Hitting your feed for your Thursday commute Your Thursday work day And then of course on Friday if you don't catch us then Uh, But until then Thank you for listening And we will see you next time
1: Boy